Hey guys, welcome back to the BK Business Club podcast. I am your host, Vanessa, and I know it's been a minute um, coming out of lockdown. It's been very, very crazy. I'm not going to lie, but I did want to take the time today to just sit down and record this. I actually was so close to doing this on a video on IGTV, but I think I might do something quite similar. Um, but in this episode, it is the 28 lessons I have learned in business. And this is in light of me turning 28 a couple of days ago. And I usually like to do like 28 life lessons I've learned or, you know, however old you're turning and people like to share all the wise lessons that they have learned in their time. But I thought it might be really cool to do my um, perspective on the lessons I've learned in business. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I've had VK for two years now, just over two years. So coming up to two and a half years. And when I started, I couldn't, like, I, I just didn't imagine that the business would be where it is today. And I say that with a heart full of gratitude because I am, I'm grateful, but I've also worked extremely hard for the business. And anyone who knows me knows that like VK is just an extension of who I am. And I think for a long time, I tried to kind of separate it, but, and I'll talk about this as well in one of the lessons, but when you're so passionate about something and you have such big ambitions and dreams and, you know, goals, it's so hard to not think about it like 24, seven, (laughs) seven days a week. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so VK, I've had it for two and a half years and I feel really, um, you know, I feel good about sharing these tips with you and I really do hope that these are somewhat inspiring for you guys, whether or not you're like a entrepreneur or you work in a corporate business or you've got a side hustle or, you know, you own a small business, whatever it may be, I hope you find these interesting. So I'm just going to dive right into it. So the first one, number one is be confident. Okay, so... When I started the business, I was just so confident that I guess I I was confident within myself, but I think I was just confident in the business vision. Like even when I started and it wasn't necessarily making like anything, I just treated it still like it was. And that comes back to my personal values of how I actually visualize things in my life. And, you know, I'm quite an optimistic person. So I always told myself to be confident on the business. Like, don't get shy when people ask you about things. Like even when you're starting like, you know, a side hustle, which is generally how all businesses start, don't be afraid to talk about what you're doing and why you're doing it and get excited and people around you can feel that energy. So I, yeah, I always, um, spoke about my business with confidence and with pride. And I would say to you, if you're feeling uncomfortable talking about what you're doing, I mean, I would ask yourself, is this definitely the right thing that you want to be doing? Or is maybe, could you change things? Or maybe is there something else that you'd like to give your energy to? I think just being quite open-minded, but also realistic when it comes down to even, you know, when you start thinking about a business. I would say be confident in your decisions and people feel confidence. They can feed off your energy. So you want to give them that confident and enthusiastic and high vibing energy. Um, Number two, 
be organized. <laughs> so I am like psychotically OCD with my with my internal um, structure. So I use Google uh, Drive. I have a client folder for every single client. We have systems in place. We have onboarding documents. I pretty much established this very early on. So when Veronica and I um, first started and I was doing VK, even when we just did like the most mundane things, I made sure to, um, to always just have everything super organized internally and also externally. I mean, at the end of the day, your business is your business. You get to create the structures and the systems that you want. And I think that if you don't do it from the start, um, I think you're just going to fuck yourself later because honestly, if you don't have the systems in place, when you start growing, you're not going to be able to support your business. So that's why businesses generally fail in their first couple of years because they don't have the systems in place to actually um, help them grow and pivot into the next stage. So it's very important to be organized. So with whatever you're doing, whether you're in like the makeup, um, financial, hospitality, whatever you're doing, please make sure that you find, um, you know, organized systems that help you with your business. So I actually don't like, I don't like those like organized, um, online task systems like Asana and stuff like that. It's not a vibe. I love using like just good old, like, as I said, Google drive folders. I love using like Excel and documents and things like that. And it's super easy to share with clients because it's quite versatile. Like you don't need to have a Gmail account to access any of the content. Um, you can obviously use things like Dropbox, um, you know, you can use, um, I mean, you can use all those tools and stuff like that if that helps, but depending on the type of business that you have, you're obviously going to know what's best for you. And I would also uh, Google like what uh, business apps and platforms are best for X. Um, so I've done that, yeah, for, for my business and even down to like the best analytical tool systems and stuff. So yeah, definitely get organized and make sure you do it sooner rather than later. Okay. Number three, talk as if. So I've written all of these down, right? So I scribble them down so I can, um, reference this as I talk, but talk as if I mean to say, I want you to, if you just started your business or even if you're, you know, in the midst of like, you know, two or like your early years of business, I always talk as if my business has already succeeded. It's already done what it's needed to do. Like, I think this comes back to the confidence, like the first point, but there's never been a moment where I I didn't think that I couldn't do something. And I think because I always documented down my visions and my goals and my desires for the business, I always had something to reflect on. And I'm so big on that um, positive affirmations and rewiring your brain to think, yes, like I have this or this is going to happen for me. And, you know, it is a bit of like a mental shift. And I understand for some people, they're like, huh? Like, I don't understand. Like you want something right now. And like, we're so used to getting things yesterday that the thought of us waiting to have something, if that's, you know, our first paycheck or, you know, the office space or your first client, it can be, can be challenging. But 
my number one thing is that, um, along with all of these other, (laughs) other things, um, is that I love to talk it into existence. Like whatever I've got on my vision board, I still use a vision board. I absolutely love it. Obviously my goals and what I visualize have changed over the last couple of years, but I can promise you like to a T that everything I have right now is essentially what I used to write in my journal and what I used to dream about. And it's magical. And I think that's the best part about having a conscious business is that I am like, you know, half, half, I'm half spiritual and I'm half realistic. Like you've got to do the work, you've got to put in the hours, but I love the idea that you can essentially think of anything you want in this life and you can make it happen. You can make it yours. So talk as if, make out that you've already got what you want, you know, whether that's like, um, employees or, um, you know, client portfolios, get in that feeling, that high energy feeling, because at the end of the day, if you didn't think it, um, you know, it wouldn't be for you. So my next point, number four, don't back down from a a mistake. Okay. So I mean that when something fucks up and, you know, you've made a mistake from your part or whatever it is, don't get disheartened. Please don't think that you now need to turn the lights off on your business because something substantial has completely blown up in your face or there's been a crisis, whatever it may be. I mean, it's that whole like no failure is a failure, right? I mean, you learn from your mistakes. But I was quite like, you know, I mean, even to to this day, I still do take things personally, obviously, because it's, you know, my personality and it's my business and, you know, it's so close to me that it can feel personal when, you know, when, when things happen. Um, but don't take things personally because I promise you that there's always like a silver lining. And I know that you can literally learn from any so-called mistake or failure because nothing is a failure. Everything happens for a reason. It's the way that you perceive what has happened. So, It comes down to your mindset, the way you see things. Like, is it really a fuck up or could you potentially just use this as an opportunity to um, change your structures or maybe you change onboarding, things like that? I mean, as an example, um, VK has grown like substantially over the last six months and I've had to bring on people to help me with the business, to help manage um, my clients and internal processes. And unfortunately things, well, not unfortunately, but you know, things, things happen. And as we're in that growth stage and I'm training people, you know, there's bound to be mistakes. There's bound to be human errors. There's bound to be things that are very frustrating and annoying, but it's not the end of the world. But what you can do as a business owner is make sure that those mistakes don't happen again. You put systems in place and you make sure that you familiarize yourself and your team and the people that you work with, clients, customers, whatever it may be, you want to give people reassurance because we can only learn from our mistakes. We're only human. I think it's a matter of what you put in place that's actually going to help manage other people's expectation. Um, the next thing I have is research your industry. So I do this regularly anyway. I'm always on like trending digital and social websites and blogs. Like I love just like knowing what is going on because obviously it's part of my job to be ahead of the curve and just understanding like what's happening in like the social media world. Um, There's always going to be like 
YouTube resources and websites and vlogs and podcasts and audio and like all of that stuff, which is accustomed to your own niche. So I really encourage you to put time aside for researching your industry so you actually know what's happening with your competitors and what's happening in the market. And it does give you that competitive edge. Next one is, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, but it's make time for study. So you can never like know enough about anything. I mean, you just, you know it, like you can't just stop learning. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know everything. Um, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly going to, you know, events that help me in my business. I'm constantly signing up to courses. I mean, to give you an example, uh, Facebook have, Free courses, blueprint courses about marketing, advertising, uh, LinkedIn has free courses, Google has like Google Workshop, it's like digital marketing 101, like basics. I've also asked some of my team members to go on like Skillshare and like it really doesn't cost a lot to learn. Even if you did like, um, maybe you wanted to do some like correspondent courses like TAFE or uni or you wanted to just like polish up on your skills, learning is so much fun because you know that you know, like you're always going to be like, it's not like it's just like a linear, like, you know, there's only one way of doing something. There's so many different uh, opportunities that can come from, you know, just one or two ideas. And I think that's the best thing about knowing that you are a student for life. So I highly encourage that you take the time, whether it's like once a week, once a month, or, you know, once every couple of months, you dedicate time to actually researching and studying for your particular um, business. The next lesson I have is hang around like-minded people. So, I mean, it's very cliche to say, you know, you are the people that you hang around with, but I mean, you literally are. Like, I think people forget that everyone has their own lives and everyone's got their own energy and everyone's got their own shit going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think you've got to be honest with yourself when you're transitioning into a new phase of your life. And if that means that you're hanging around more business, like like like-minded business owners, or maybe you've joined an online community, or maybe you follow people on Instagram that are business owners, You don't need to be like besties with these people, but I think it's extremely important to like flood your brain with positive, um, high vibing, like inspiring, motivating, empowering people and their content, because that is going to help move the needle forward. What's not going to help move the needle forward is looking at people's feed about that has nothing to do with you or makes you feel shitty about yourself or looking at what the next person is doing or figuring out what Steph and Sally are doing over that way or hanging out with the people who make you feel like absolute shit and just because you've been friends with them for so long you think that you still need to be friends with them or maybe you're hanging around family members who don't really support your vision like These are all obviously just examples and I'm extremely lucky that all of my friends are just so incredible and majority of them are actually business owners, Um, but they've all supported my vision and they've come along for the ride and same thing with my family. My family are so supportive and I have been extremely blessed in um, in that aspect, but I also... Um, make a point to follow people who I actually really like and want to learn from. So whether that's like following people on YouTube or LinkedIn, Instagram, 
And I just don't have time for anyone else because it doesn't really serve or give me any value to my life. And that might seem a little bit cutthroat, but at the end of the day, when you are creating a business and you have a business, um, you will understand what is important and who is important. And unfortunately, not everyone, um, not everyone can come along for the ride. But again, I mean, everyone's journey is so different. So um, yeah, take it as it is. Um, the next one I have is get a mentor. So my mentor is actually my old boss when I was working at Beauty Heaven Beauty Directory. Uh, she also owns a international uh, skin and body brand. Um, she's been featured like across like Vogue and Pop Sugar and Beauty Crew and she's just amazing. And I have been so lucky that she was my mentor when I was working in like the corporate space and digital um, when I was at Bauer. And still to this day, she is the first person that I call when I need advice or I have a challenging conversation with someone or I need someone to just like over oversee an email, like whatever it may be. Um, I know for everyone, that's obviously not going to be the case. But in terms of mentor, again, you, you don't have to like physically say to someone or sorry, verbally say to someone like, I want you to be my mentor. It could literally just be um, you know, someone that you follow online and they give really great content and they're exactly where you want to be. Um, it could be a family member who, um, has had similar experiences to you. What I will say is like, don't take advice from people who are not in the same field as you, or they have never experienced the things that you're going through, because I think that puts a lot of pressure on the other person and, you're not going to get what you, what you need, because when you need reassurance, when you feel like things are falling apart and you're ready to like switch the lights on your business because everyone's just pissing you off and you're like, Oh my God, I've had the most overwhelming week. Um, you need to, you need to talk with people who understand it and they get it. Um, so yeah, so definitely get yourself a mentor if you don't already have one. The next one is don't give up. So I mean, wow, if I knew what I did now back then, Oh my gosh, I swear I wouldn't have cried so many tears. But it's the reality of having a business um, and I'm so, so glad that I never gave up when people told me I couldn't do it, not to my face, but, you know, when people try and bring you down or, um, you know, you have really bad experiences and it's just left a bad taste in your mouth or, you know, you're just like, am I ever going to make money from this or why am I working so hard? Like all these things that flood your brain when you're feeling not the best. Um, and it happens. I mean, it's the reality of having a business. It does not come without the territory. I mean, there's good with the bad and bad with the good, but I think a lot of the time people like to shine a light on the good on social. And I mean, look, I'm probably guilty of doing it myself because I don't really talk about like personal stuff that happens on like my Instagram. I think it's kind of inappropriate. Um, I obviously talk about it with my friends, but in terms of my business, like I'm very careful about what I put on and I always want to make people feel really good as well because I mean, I am a, I am an extension to the business. Um, but yeah, don't, don't give up. I mean, if you're hearing this and you're like ready to throw the towel in a question, if there's something that you could do differently to get a different perspective. Um, and I, I'm going to talk about one of these points, but I will say it's not the worst thing in the world for you to ask for help 
so you can see things differently. Sometimes we just need a little bit of clarity on something from a completely unbiased perspective. Um, okay, next one, toot your own horn. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm not saying this in an obnoxious uh, you know, like, oh my God, I'm amazing way, but it's more so to yourself. Like when you wake up in the morning, you do your little morning routine, you figure out like what's going on for the day. I always make a point to say to myself, well done, Vanessa, you've done an amazing job. I literally just speak to myself, say, I'm so proud of you. Look what you've done. This is amazing. Like this campaign did extremely well. This client's really, really happy. The girls have done an amazing job on the VK team. Like I'm grateful. I'm so thankful for these opportunities. That's what I mean by to your own horn. So I guess it's just another way of having that um, gratitude in the way you say things. I think it's really important to always remind yourself that, you know, you've got this. This is your path. You can do whatever you want to do. And if you don't like something, you can change it. That's the best thing about having your own business. Um, within, you know, within the right means, but at the end of the day, I mean, life is what you make it and your business is what you make it. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? I don't actually have to do that because I don't want to do that. Like no one is forcing me to do it. So yeah, I always make time for that positive, uh, affirmations and, um, I always let myself know that I've done an amazing job, even if I have done the best that I can do and it's not necessarily the greatest, I still did the best that I could do. Um, The next one is learn from your mistakes. So, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but really a mistake, is it really a mistake? I just see these as opportunities to just get better. And I, I spoke about this before, but you know, like my next one is ask for feedback, right? So they go hand in hand because when you're, you know, like when you've got to a point where you're like, okay, awesome. Like I'm making money. I've got some clients. Um, I feel quite confident with myself. It's really good. Sometimes it's like the first time everything's going good. And then someone goes, "Mm, nah, actually no. And it's kind of like your whole world falls apart because you're like, huh, this has never happened to me before. But when you grow as a business, I mean, there's bound to be things that happen that are just out of your control. And as I said before, like, you know, we're human, like things fuck up and sometimes there's nothing that you can do. But what you can do is learn from your mistakes and really like just take it on board what the person's saying. Like if they're being an absolute arsehole, obviously, hopefully they're not, but there's always opportunity for you to grow and maybe restructure and change something. And that's not a bad thing. Like it doesn't mean that you know everything because you've created this business. Um, you don't know everything and you will not know everything. This is why when you grow, you need to delegate and you need to outsource to people who do something better than you do. And that's all part of it. Like you should not be afraid to ask for feedback. Like you shouldn't be afraid to ask people what they think, because when you're truly doing the best that you can do, and you know that you literally, you know, you're confident, you're organized, um, you know, you're doing, yeah, you're doing the best that you can do. Um, I think the, you know, the most authentic and effective way for you to grow and move to the next level is to ask people for feedback. Even if it's your own team, send them an email once a month and just say like, I'd love to get your feedback on the highs and lows. What do you think we could have done differently? That's why people do these like, you know, consumer surveys and they send it out to people, even these massive companies like, you know, I mean, Uber, for example, like 
it's just part of like the um, customer survey stuff that they share with you at the end of when you get a meal or like when you drive in an Uber and they're like, what do you rate this? What would you like change? Blah, blah, blah. Like that is so important. So maybe you could even instill a couple of like post survey um, questions or forms at the end of like your product or service. So the customer client um, can, you know, fill it out and you've got some information to take back and then you can reassess. Um, the next one is don't focus on people that make you feel shit. So what I mean by this is please stop with the comparisonitis, like the imposter syndrome, looking at what people are doing on Instagram, what that person's doing from high school. They've created a business same to you. And I mean, I get this all the time. Like people legitimately just like take my content and literally use it word for word in their own content. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Like I feel that makes me feel happy because I know that it's good content. And I look at that and I think I, you know, I'm glad that I've inspired you to, to, um, to do something like that. But at the end of the day, like no one is ever going to be you. And again, cliche, but that is your power. Like no one has your energy. No one has your ideas, your creative energy. Like that is so special. So if you're listening to this and you think, fuck, I'm so triggered. Like, you know, got people who are doing what I'm doing, or this person does it like this, or there's another person just open up a shop here, or they're doing it, you know, another lash business and blah, blah, blah. Like there's plenty of room for everyone. And when you are being your true authentic self there, you're always going to attract the right people. Um, and I promise you that much that when you are being true and authentic to yourself and, you feel comfortable within your skin and you feel confident within your business, um, you will never ever like have to worry about having clients or customers. Next one, next lesson, have a plan. I probably should have said this at the very start, but whether or not you just started a business or you're in the midst of the early stages of your business, you need to have a plan. Like it's all well and good to you know, have a vision and, you know, have a vision board, which obviously I love, like I love that. Um, but you've got to put a plan in place, my friends. You have to put pen to paper and figure out how you're going to get from A to B because, you know, it could last, like you go through like a seasonal time where, you know, for instance, you're selling, um, okay, like let's just say we've had, you know, the pandemic and people were selling masks. So if you just create a Shopify store and you sold like hundreds of thousands of masks, what are you going to do now? Like we're going into a completely new season. The climate, like the current climate's changing and we're adapting to a new way of living. Um, you have to have a plan, guys. Like you can't just think that you're going to dream things into existence and it's going to happen the next day. Um, as much as I'm a spiritual woohoo person, I'm also very logical and I also need to make sure that the bills are getting paid and my team are getting paid and yeah, so have a plan in place, whether that's your uh, business plan, your marketing plan, your social plan, have a plan. My next lesson is customer always comes first. I don't care what industry you're in, what you do, my personal opinion is that the customer always comes first. You always find a way to make someone satisfied to an extent as much as you can do without them obviously taking the piss. But the customer is the only way that you're going to know whether or not your product or your service is worth it because obviously they are the result of it. Um, 
I guess this also comes back to optimizing your customer funnels and how you actually interact with people pre and post sale or um, you know if you're like a coach or something asking the right questions like how do they find you like getting to know your customer it's just not enough now to think of a customer as like a number like you should be um, you should be customizing every single touch point of communication to clients So if you've got an online business, you want to be making sure that all of your pre and post like sales and services and stuff like that, like if people buy like beauty stuff online or they're booking a service with you, like what communication do you have in place to make that person feel extremely special and how can you show your gratification for that person? Um, I know a lot of big businesses, um, big businesses, sorry do it really well, whether that's like adding in beautiful marketing collateral, like thank you cards, and they give them an incentive um, when they buy something online, or maybe you do like special emails that you set to automate like every couple of weeks to remind the client of like, you know, like, thank you so much for supporting us. Like, what did you think of the product or the service? It goes such a long way. And I've implemented this type of simple marketing um, tactic for like every single Shopify website client. And without a doubt, it has literally, if not just like making the customer feel great and then they leave a review, um, which is earned um, content. So it's content that you actually like you don't pay for, you don't create. Um, if anything, it just gives them another opportunity for them to come back and purchase or rebook. So yes, always, always, always customer always comes first. I know sometimes like people can be, I don't know, like not even annoying, but things happen and, you know, people go through their own stuff and don't take things too personal. I mean, I work with like a uh, an abundance of different clients and everyone's got their own stuff going on. People got their own life. And sometimes it is hard to, uh, you know, distinguish between the two, especially when someone is working so closely with their business. So I think just be kind and, you know, be open-minded, like not everyone's going to be in the same mood as you. So the best that you can do is, uh, match their energy and, you know, just be open-minded, be reasonable and yeah, happy as Larry. Okay, so the next one I have here is be collaborative. So collaborative in the sense of whatever your niche is, whatever you're doing, be open to the idea of working with other businesses. Um, for instance, you could be a you could be like a tea maker. So you create beautiful herbal teas. And then maybe you partner up with like a local chocolate um, business just in time for Valentine's Day. Um, Maybe you are a makeup artist and then you partner up with like a tanning company. Like it's really, really nice to partner with people who are in the same industry, but it's, you know, there's no category exclusive. Yeah. So like you obviously wouldn't partner with someone who, where you do the same thing as them. Like I wouldn't partner like with another social agency. Um, but I think it's really nice. And I just come back to the fact of like abundance would just come back to you and karma when you're being open-minded and you're learning from other people, like you're being collaborative with other businesses and other business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think it's really nice to get a feel of, or get a sense of like what other people are going through, like, um, you know, like what's happening with their business. Like, is there any things that you can learn from them? Any tips, things like that. 
Okay, next one is outsource. <laughs> and then I wrote delegate for the next one. So I'll kind of talk about these two, but essentially, look, you will not be able to do everything on your own. Like, it just doesn't matter what capacity of business you're working at. Sorry, I should say, you can do everything on your own. Will you be good at it? Probably not. I mean, even things down to like accounting, um, if you don't use an accounting system, why not? I'm not an accountant. I definitely don't do my own accounting. So I had to get the zero accounting. And I also have an accountant. Um, designer, I'm not a designer. And every time I use Canva, Veronica, my designer is like, no, no, no. She's the designer. Um, even things that like I used to do in my business, I no longer do because we're growing. And obviously we need to um, you know, account manage a lot of clients and we are offering services. So you just have to keep up and obviously depending on what type of business you have, you're going to know where you see the gaps in your business. So what I did was I wrote a big piece of paper. I wrote down all the things that get done, all the things that I do. And then I wrote circles of like, what's it would look like if that person did that? And what opportunity would that give for me to get more business? And what, you know, how much time would that give that person to do that and that? And at the end of the day, if you're at this position, I'm presuming that you're making money. Yeah. So like, you're not going to delegate when you first started a business because I mean, you're going to literally have no money to like pay your bills. So be realistic. But if you're at a point where you're like, you know what, I need to take off like 15% of my work for the week, have a look at websites like Fiverr. Like I have found so many great freelancers for like campaign jobs that um, maybe internally my team don't have time for, or maybe I'm just like, you know what? They're so much more like, you know, effective and for the cost of what someone's paying me to do this, um, it really doesn't cost you a lot in the long run. Um, and they're like an expert within that. So you can find anyone from like photography, logo, SEO, uh, content writing, real creation, TikTok videos, anything like Fiverr is, I'm going to say Fiverr is the, like, you know, my personal preference. Cause that's like the only one that I've used. Um, but I know there's like a bunch of other websites, but Fiverr is amazing. So yes, please like, don't be afraid to delegate and outsource, obviously have all your internal papers and like, make sure that everything's correct from like a legal perspective. But I mean, you won't be able to go far if you think that you can do everything and don't be greedy because money and abundance when you're greedy, it literally just retracts from you. So when you give people the opportunity to help you, you actually open the door for more opportunities to come to you because you, you actually have the time and the capacity. So everyone's happy. Um, the next one is cry to yourself or your partner or your friends or your family. But essentially, like as I was saying before, you know, in business, things are just bound to happen that just, you know, they're not going to plan. And you're like, oh my God. And you're going to cry. You're probably going to cry a lot in business. Like, I'm sorry, but when you have a business, every little thing, you feel it. So there's going to be things that happen that are, as I said, they're out of your control or maybe they are and you just fucked up and, you know, I mean, learn from your mistakes. It goes back. Like all of these lessons, I think, kind of intertwine with each other. But cry to yourself. Do not like put something on social media. I mean, I find it quite like just uncomfortable when people share stuff like that only because I think you've got a certain image 
Um, And obviously I'm not saying that you don't want to be authentic on social, but I think internally some things are best kept private. And I think when you're going through something, it's actually okay to take time off. It's actually okay to put yourself first and it's actually okay to cry and want to quit and not want to do any work because I'm at my nearly two and a half year mark of my business and I can tell you that I'm having the most fun I ever did. And I'm probably the most busiest and, you know, psychotic at the moment. But sometimes I do. I have a little cry. Sometimes I cry because I'm happy and like it's a little bit overwhelming and I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, cry to yourself, (laughs) your mum, your friends, your partner. You don't need to like, you don't need to give that much of yourself to people because I still think you need to keep a bit of yourself private. The next lesson I have is create healthy boundaries. Um, Look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably what I'm still learning in terms of like that work-life balance. As I said at the start, VK is like an extension of me. Um, It's obviously my energy. It's who I am. It's what I do. I love what I do, but I also find it very hard to switch off. Um, I'm usually working seven days a week. Monday to Sunday, the timing can go anywhere from like really early to really late. Um, My schedule, my week is crazy. Like I have, you know, over 30 clients. Um, We have social clients, branding clients. We've got people to see. We've got like campaigns to do. Like there's a lot of things that are happening. And I think creating those healthy boundaries from the start, like so... For instance, I don't answer my phone after a certain time. I won't answer my phone on the weekends unless it's like extremely like important. Um, I don't like it when people, um, even like team members and stuff like that, like it's not ideal when people, they call or their message when I'm like, just put it on an email because I know that I'm better at like delegating all my emails and stuff. And I just do like an hour of power in the morning to get through all of my emails. Um, I also think it's like being respectful of the other person's time. Like just because for instance, you might finish work at four o'clock, but maybe the other person, um, you know, they don't finish till six or seven. So yeah, as much as I'd like to say that it's taken me two years to create healthy boundaries, even with like family and stuff like that, like love my family, but sometimes I'm like, I can't answer your phone right now. Like I'm literally working. Um, and obviously healthy boundaries is going to look different for everyone. But for me personally, I'm, it's something I'm still working on, but I've definitely gotten better. Like, you know, sometimes people might even need to get like a, a work phone so they can just like learn to switch off. I also turn off all notifications during the day. I only have, um, I have like a personal do not disturb. So it's like this new feature on the Instagram, the latest download where you can choose people to be on your do not disturb. So if they message you, they obviously, those messages come through in the calls. So I've got my special people on that list and anything else, if it's um, super, super urgent, they can either message me or they can email me. Um, And then I also make sure that I do my meetings and calls and stuff on the same day. So then I can have my other days to work internally or work with my team or just do admin stuff. So yeah, I really, I think it's extremely important to establish healthy boundaries from the very start. Like if you start doing something and you start making it a habit, I guarantee you the other person on the receiving end is going to do the same thing. So you can't get mad at other people when you're the one who actually established the boundaries in the first place or lack of boundaries. Next one, organize your business admin as soon as possible. So it comes back to the second one where I said get organized. But if you haven't already listened to the podcast with my brother, Nathan, we speak about like tax superannuation, 
all the stuff that you really should know. Like, oh my God, it gives me anxiety thinking of how I used to like, actually I wasn't that bad because I had my brother to kind of guide me and tell me all of that. But yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing? It's 20, it's nearly 2022. You cannot tell me that you don't put money aside for tax or you don't know when your bills are coming in or you don't know when things are getting paid from the business or you don't even have like a separate account. Like you need to be responsible in business because if you're not, there is this thing called the ATO (laughs) where they will find you. And even just, I think, having stability around your business and the fine, not just the finances, but I think the general admin of your business, I really think it makes you just feel so much more in control and more confident. So do what you need to do to get your business organized. Do it right now. If this is the one thing that you take away from this episode, literally do that. Go and speak to an accountant or Google like what you need for your business at the moment. The next lesson I have here is be grateful. So pretty self-explanatory, but if you can find, so if you can find three things that you're grateful for every single day, um, I promise you that you will shift your day into a much more positive perspective. The next lesson I have is slow down smell the roses and soak up the sun. I mean, this kind of falls back onto the healthy boundaries, but sometimes when, you know, life gets quite overwhelming and business is overwhelming, sometimes I just like to step out on my balcony or I'll go down to the beach. I'll take a big deep breath and I will just sit no phone, no reading, no music, no nothing. And I just literally sit in the sun and I soak up all of this like amazing energy, the fresh breeze, everything, because sometimes life is just crazy guys. And, you know, things just happen. And I really do think that we all forget to kind of just like chill out and just be appreciative and joyful of what we have right now, right in front of us. So the next lesson I have is make time for you. Okay. Another thing in terms of like the boundaries, um, if you want to go get your hair done once a week, if you want to, um, I don't know, go to a cafe and have breakfast at a cafe like every single morning. If you want to go to the gym like at lunchtime every day, whatever you want to do, guess what? You can do it because you have your own business. You get to set the rules. You get to set the foundations of how you're going to live your life. So for me, I mean, I've just started to cut my work days down. I've started to implement like a day off. Um, No one really needs to know this. I think it's more so internal, but it's just essentially helping you to switch off because it's a rat race and you could literally just like jump on this rat race and continuously just go around, 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 around without even realizing that you are completely burnt out. Like burnout is a real thing. I'm sure it's happened to you before and it is ugly. You feel crabby, you feel shit, you feel anxious, you feel depressed, you get anxiety. Like, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. And I think that when you don't give yourself the opportunity to just relax and restore your energy, even if you just, you know, getting a massage once a, once a month, or you, you know, you're having a little pamper day, or maybe if you're a guy, I don't know, you're going out playing golf or I don't know, whatever you guys do, but seriously, you need to make time for yourself and you can't feel guilty because if you have that mentality of like, if I stop working, I'm not going to get paid or clients are going to hate me or I'm not going to get any customers. I mean, it's just not true, but also it's just this negative 
affirmations that you do not need in your little positive bubble. So you need to kind of like reinstate and reaffirm the type of like good positive energy that you want in your life and forget about everything else. I get very passionate guys about this. (laughs) Um, All right. So the next one is don't cut corners. Oh, I see this. I see this all the time. I really do like people cutting corners, not necessarily like in like, or actually no, it is in what they're doing. Um, but I think maybe even just in life, I mean, if you have that mentality of like, meh, it'd be okay. Or, oh yeah, that's fair enough. That's just not good enough for me. And you have to have these high expectations and standards because if you don't set them for yourself, no one else is going to set them and you are going to be upset. You're going to be miserable because you set the precedent of like how people treat you and, you know, how people receive whatever you're giving them. So if you, for instance, you do like browse, um, if you, you know, miss out on like one step and you're like, they won't ever know, maybe they might not ever know, but then eventually it becomes a habit. And then, you know, you lack that discipline and it's kind of like an icky feeling. I mean, to give you an example, um, one of my clients were doing a website for her and she actually did my brows and she did such an amazing job on my brows. And I honestly, it was like, I think it was like half an hour or something. And she did all these steps and my brows looked freaking amazing. And I was like, I don't know what you did, but I've, my brows have like never been treated like that. Like I honestly went into like a little vortex of like relaxation and she explained to me all the steps that were involved. And I thought, oh my God, that is just incredible. Like the amount of effort, the time that goes into it. And like a lot of my girlfriends are makeup artists and lash artists and the amount of time and energy and care that they put into the things that they do. I mean, that is what's going to set you apart. Like the standard of what you do that's what's going to set you apart. So please do not cut corners because you know what? You're bound to fuck up and there's bound to be mistakes. Um, Anyway, so the next one is restructure as you go. I mean, things change. Your business concept may potentially go in a different direction or maybe you start to implement all these other things to support, you know, um, the demands, whatever it may be things are bound to change in your business, especially if you've hit the two-year mark. If they haven't, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, like you may might have to reassess or maybe you're not, you know, I don't know. But I just personally think that you, you're allowed to restructure as you go. I always say to my clients, like, please don't be afraid to like rebrand or do things. Like we can we can swerve in and intertwine certain elements. We can do certain things. Um but yeah, it's okay to restructure. It's okay to change things. You're allowed to do that. You don't have to like, like you don't have to wait for things to be absolutely perfect. And I'm not contradicting myself for what I said just before about the standard, but I mean more so like if you're waiting and waiting for the perfect time or, you know, the perfect this or the perfect that, you're putting so much pressure on yourself. Like if you've created something and you're so excited to share it with the world, share it with the world. I'm I'm talking things like, functionality wise, if things are going amazing and then maybe on the back end, you need to tweak a couple of bits and pieces that isn't going to affect the customer's journey. Or maybe like, you know, you want to use a different product or you maybe you want to rebrand your product or label, whatever it is, like all these things you do over time. Like if you look at any other business or product, they've had rebrands and they've changed things. Um, it's over time. It's like not happened. Like, you know, um, 
It's not happened like within the first couple of weeks or months. So you are allowed to, you're allowed to change things. You're allowed to restructure. You can do whatever you want to do because it is your business. And the last one, the last lesson, as soon as things stop becoming fun, do something different. So this might be a little bit, um, a little bit of a, oh, that's a bit tough. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, don't waste your time doing it. Do something different. Maybe you need to tweak the way you do things. Again, you might just need to restructure things. But if you ever wake up and you're anxious and you're depressed and you're angry and you're upset and you've got a million things going on, it's usually an indication that things need to change. Um, I've had that feeling before, like my last corporate job before I switched gears to do my own thing. I hated it. It was the worst. I had the worst anxiety from the outside. Everything looked great, but from the inside, I was absolutely breaking. Like it was horrible. And you know, there's never been a time in my two years of doing my business that I've ever thought, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe, maybe it got to a point where it was a very heavy week and I thought I need a break, but now more than ever, I can appreciate, you know, the fruits of my labor and everything that I have created for the business and the opportunities that I have created for other people and the magic that I have created for, um, for clients. So I'm going to ask you this and I'll leave you with this. If you're not really happy doing what you're doing, it's actually okay. You don't need to do it anymore. Like this is your permission slip to change things or go get a job, um, so you can figure out what you want to do. Like having a business isn't for everyone. And sometimes the experience it, uh, in itself is enough to tick off someone's bucket list. And you should be so incredibly proud of yourself. Even just the, the thought of you just like having a vision and executing it and doing something for yourself is a lot more than a lot of people can say. Um, And I really do think that everything happens for a reason. And so if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, I really don't want to keep doing what I'm doing or, oh, I really want to change something, this is your calling to please change it or do something different or, you know, just have a break. Like you're allowed to have a break. You're allowed to reassess your life and your business. It's totally okay to do that. But I will say just before, you know, you go start like quitting and stuff and like (laughs) having like a social media, like, oh my God, like we're done. I will say maybe you just also need to have a bit of a break, like have a break and reassess things. Give yourself the time to just kind of like, I don't know, like just heal and figure out what you actually want out of life. Because, you know, as human beings, we change and you know, what you wanted a couple of years ago might be completely different to what you want now. So yeah, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say, I've said a lot in this nearly an hour, but if you are not happy, you are allowed to change your life. You're allowed to change your business. You're allowed to not even have a business anymore. But anyway, guys, I thought that would be quite um, entertaining and inspiring maybe to share these 28 uh, lessons in business I have learned. And I really hope you enjoy. Um, We've got someone coming on to podcast next week, which I'm super excited about, and I will share some more details soon. But I hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Um, And if you like this, please share, comment leave a review, all the good stuff. Thanks guys.